Welcome to Gain That Tune. is going on everybody it's game that tune back in the house once again it's your boy john harrington here we've got john regan with us say hey hey we've got jesse moore say hey hey and we've got the king of the show david fleming say hey hey hell yeah guys welcome back game that tune in the house for episode 338 my goodness guys what a show we've got coming up for you tonight uh, what we're going to do is the same thing we do every week. We're going to listen to video game tunes. We've each brought three songs from a game. We're going to try and guess each other's games based on the songs, a little bit of trivia. We're going to goof off. We're going to have a lot of fun. The winner at the end of the night picks the theme for the next episode and plays some bonus tunes. And our winner, I guess winners last week, uh, it, was a, it, was a, it was a tag team or a, a team up week last week. And Johnny and I won the show. Yeah. More specifically, Johnny won the show. So congratulations, Johnny. You won the episode last week, so you could tell us what the theme is uh, for this week's episode. Well, if I recall correctly, um, at the end of the episode last week, I unfurled my foreskin and read the bylaws. That's true. Uh, uh, and the bylaws say... Oh, shit. I can't... Hold on, hold on. Let me take a look at it. <laughs> oh, okay. The bylaws say <laughs> that every 26 episodes, we have to have a redo episode. Mm. And so... Since uh, this is episode 338, that uh, divides evenly by 26. Uh, 13 times 26 is 338. So this is a redo episode. Yes. Yes, it is. Well done, Johnny. I feel like your foreskin should have more like uh, like sound like a, like a piano keys going. Like, you know. Well, like, like a glissando. Like. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, definitely your, your foreskin should have a glissando. Um. <laughs> But, you know, still, good uh, good uh, reading of the bylaws. Yes, that's right. Everybody knows on Game That Tune, every 26 episodes, we bring back games that we've previously used on the show. And for a while there, that was the only time we did it. We were pretty good about not repeating games, and we made these momentous occasions to look forward to. And then we kind of started fucking around and, you know, taking things a little less seriously. So, you know, things bleed in sometimes, you know, time to time. We've had, you know, repeats, VGM3, some that sort of thing. But it's still a very special and occasion then, on Game That Tune to make an episode and all about previously used games on the show. A chance to revisit, you know, maybe reevaluate or just share more fantastic music. With all important game that tune bylaws we eventually said eh fuck it yes exactly because you know that's the uh, i don't know that's that's the podcast and that's the that's the entertainment business baby eventually all the laws and you know bylaws they just go out the window um it's uh it's the wild west out here fellas we could be doing anything we want and what we want to do is continue to make game that tune for some reason so um what jesse i i'd like to first uh make a pre-apology for this episode um so my writer is on strike as he should be mm. so i will not be able to use any like new material like normally on the show i'm hilarious but Damn. that's because i have a writer 
And since he's on strike, you know, as he should be, because the writers yeah. deserve the, the money and stuff. Right. And um, so yeah. I'll try my best, but I'm not going to, you know, I just want yeah, really, yeah. you know. We shouldn't really be making the show at all without the writers. Like, no, uh, no scabs here. But it's a tightly scripted series we got going here, guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So. We're, uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, we really should have hired some scabs to make the show or something. Uh, taking a taking a week off because we lost our writers. Damn. Um, no, we. Uh, as anybody that listens to this show knows, we've never written a single thing down. <laughs> we've drawn a number of penises but there's been no writing on this show <laughs> and uh, we're gonna keep it that way baby uh we support writers but not here um <laughs> so uh I, I was gonna you know get away from that before i said something completely wrong <laughs> well fuck writers who needs them uh, no no i'll no, write good. the shows <laughs> yeah i would gladly write all the shows if people gave me the opportunity and taught me how um <laughs> yeah it'd be really really great thing to do yeah, GTT takes over all TV. Um, <laughs> oh my god! Oh like, my god! That's a terrible idea. We are as good of writers as like ChatGPT. We're just not as efficient. That's the thing. Like, oh, I still need on... to like write and type things out. So, this week on Must See TV on NBC, every show is GTT. God, can you imagine? <laughs> that's, uh, that, that's way GTT. too many rhymes, yeah. dude. Yeah, oh, that—that's really what it is. Wait, yeah, so that... are we acting in the shows too? <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> no, we're just rewriting all of them to be about us. Oh, I see. Yeah, it's yeah. gonna be good. But in the meantime, what we're gonna do? I gotta is, get home uh, the, the podcast because tonight's theme is murder games. But unfortunately, there's been a murder, and I have to solve it before mm -hmm. I go home. Podcast. Yeah. I'm not gay. I'm confused. What? I thought they canceled Murder, She Wrote. Yeah. I She's sleep with video game music and have sex with men. She was hopped up on a new drug called Super Nintendo Juice. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, he said yeah. the free play jingle was six hours long. <laughs> Some kind of psychopath. <laughs> Made another hundred episode free play jingle. <laughs> they have to be stopped. Um, yeah, so uh, it's Game That Tune redo episode. Uh, strictly games that have been previously used on the show. Truly could not be a worse time to be doing a redo episode. Like, all of us, except Johnny, uh, unless Johnny has started actually playing the game, all of us are playing one game to death. And now we're just having to come on here and talk about you know games that we used to play. It's uh, truly the worst week to be doing this. But we're going to have a lot of fun. We got four fantastic games. We don't do fan requests on redo episodes. You know, we love you guys, but, you know, we're not taking requests for some reason. Um, it's one and, of those uh, weird rules that we just keep doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a redo, guys. Let's, uh, let's keep it tight. Uh, you know, fewer games, and somehow this episode's gonna go longer than all of them. <laughs> so, Johnny, that means we just gotta start it off. So, hit us with redo game one. Game one.
game when the main character uses the command ability he shouts or excuse me they shout come on this is the first time in the canon of this series that the main character has spoken
Alright, gentlemen, who has their answers written down? Yeah, I think I got an answer. Oh, yeah. I may need to change my sunglasses for my actual glasses. All right, so um, John Regan says Breath of the Wild, sadly incorrect. Uh, Jesse Moore says The Legend of Zelda Wind Waker, sadly incorrect, because we've not played that on the show. John Harrington has the correct answer. This is The Legend of Zelda Wind Waker HD. No, you know what? Fuck it. That's bullshit. Uh, no, John, I give Jesse I a point, too. I don't too. want your fucking nah. pity, boy. Yeah, you it doesn't take that to a history lesson, baby. Don't do that shit. No. I get the point. No, see, I thought everybody was going to guess Wind Waker, and I was going to say, like, no, it's Wind Waker HD. Ha ha. And no? then I was going to, like, no, that's bullshit. Everybody gets a point. No, Johnny, give Jesse a point. I was about to message Jesse because I forgot this was your game and be like, dude, if you're going to announce this, make sure you announce this HD because we have not used Wind Waker on the show before. And then I remembered, oh, it's <laughs> David's game. So. As, as a matter of fact, I don't think this was my game. I believe this is actually your game. It was. I, 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 I be- like Wind Waker. I was going to say, I, I believe your trivia was, I'm playing this right now, mm-hmm. and my guess was Link Between Worlds, and I got it wrong. Yeah. Um, yeah, you didn't count on the gamepad, no. baby. That was, oh man, different times. Simpler times. You can never play a game this is, you know, on your TV and a handheld ever again. They never never come up with a better system than the Wii U. <laughs> um, no, so this is Wind Waker, technically HD, and... I've been playing a lot, and I mean a lot, of Tears of the Kingdom. And I've been... What's that? Really... uh, That's a sequel to Breath of the Wild, currently available on Nintendo Switch. Um, And I've been really loving it. And I'll be perfectly honest, I really liked Breath of the Wild, but I didn't love it. I didn't think it was the greatest Zelda game ever, and one of the issues that I had with this game, with Breath of the Wild specifically, was it kind of lacked a strong story element for me. Like, you had a strong story bit in the beginning, and a strong story in the end, and then the main chunk of the game was, alright, here's this big open world with four big robots, go fuck around. Um... And I feel like Tears of the Kingdom really, it, it, it better integrates uh, like a main story with this open world. And as I was playing it, it made me think of Wind Waker. Because Wind Waker did a really good job of having this like giant expansive open world with the kind of structured Legend of Zelda story. Like, in Wind Waker, it's very much a classic Zelda. You go to a point, you fight a boss, you get a thing, you move on to the next point. But at the same time, you're, like, exploring this vast open ocean, and you can just go to these random islands and see what's happening over here. And I I feel like Tears of the Kingdom kind of has that same sort of vibe, and as I was playing that, 
And as I was playing Tears of the Kingdom and seeing the hazards that were happening in different regions and then finding out that, like, this village has a mayor election that you need to help with and this village was ransacked with pirates and you need to help them with, it reminded me, honestly, a lot of Wind Waker, where you just found these random side quests and these random little story bits to do and... I really liked Tears of the Kingdom, and I've really loved what I played with it, but it, it brought me back to Wind Waker, and it really wanted me to replay Wind Waker. And Wind Waker is, for me personally, it's my favorite of the 3D Zelda games, at least so far. I haven't beat Tears of the Kingdom yet, but it just... It's weird how a future Zelda game makes you appreciate a previous Zelda game, and that's kind of what Tears of the Kingdom has done for me for Wind Waker. Like, God, Wind Waker's a great game, y'all. I agree. I'm getting a yeah. lot of negative expressions <laughs> a, in Wind the Waker video rules. Mm. It's one of my favorite Zeldas. Lots um, unpacking that speech. I haven't yeah. played any of these games. Yeah. <laughs> so, God so, damn it, Johnny. I don't have anything to add. Johnny, Sorry. you know, I, I really don't try to push you on things very often. You should play Tears of the Kingdom. Okay. Yeah, like, it's a generational good game. Like, uh, it's fantastic. Like, top to bottom, fantastic. Mm. Um, I have not had a single negative thing to say about anything that's happened in Tears of the Kingdom thus far. Unlike The Legend of Zelda The Wind Waker. Um, HD. Uh, you know, for one... It's very important that we stress that HD. HD. Uh, for one, this game is condemned to life on the Wii U. They have not yet re-released this for the Switch, and it pisses me off. <laughs> Um, I mean, yeah, to be fair, like, I would love to play this on the Switch. Because yeah. as I was playing Tears of the Kingdom, I was like, this kind of reminds me of Wind Waker. I'd like to play Wind Waker. Mm -hmm. Let me dust off the Wii U. Right, yeah. I'd like to play Wind Waker in that vast land uh, beyond my shitter uh, called the rest of the world. You know, where you can play a Switch as opposed to a game on the Wii U gamepad. Um so, yeah, there's Wait, that. You, only you can, play, the Wii you can play this game anywhere as long as, as long as it's within three feet of the Wii U console. Right. You know, right. Breath of the Wild was on Wii U. Mm-hmm. It was. That's where I played Breath of the Wild. How bizarre. And I was very pissed when you could transfer your, like, your horses from Breath of the Wild switched to Tears of the Kingdom Switch. I was like, wow, that's great. I can't do that. That was the real perk. They didn't. That, they didn't announce it back in 2017. But the real system seller for the Switch was, you'll get your good horses uh, if you buy this new uh, new console and this new game. In six years, you'll be able to get these horses back. Yeah. If they had said that, people would have bought the system. As it stands now, they sold a few fewer systems than they would have. Nintendo oh, foolish. Yeah. Um, really missed out. I mean, to be fair, that's that's what cursed the Wii U was. Nintendo didn't come out to say in six years you can transfer certain characters from one game to another. I'm aware I was making a joke. <laughs> no, I was emphasizing that joke for 
humor purposes. Yeah, okay. so if... Uh, I, 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 uh, so it... That, yeah, so I'm still stuck on one thing. John was talking about playing games on the shitter, and like it sounded like you can you only play Wii U games on the toilet. Is that how no, that works? That's, that, that's about the range of the gamepad. You know, that, it, you can maybe have one wall, and you know, I don't know, fifteen to twenty feet between you and the console. And you know, when I was living in my apartment, I mean, yeah, I could take a shit and play the gamepad. That was. Uh, that was about the range of it. So and so, see, does the switch still it, work on the toilet or no? It does. Oh. It definitely does. Yeah, well, okay, it works then. again. It works elsewhere in the world beyond the toilet. Uh, you can take it anywhere. Ooh. Um, yeah. Don't like, you have a switch, Johnny? <laughs> yeah. Have you not undocked that thing and <laughs> gone and taken a shit? Have you, you taken could, it out of the box? You can take it out of the dock. Yeah. Oh my the god. <laughs> oh, there's a little screen. <laughs> Oh my Look god, there's thing. a screen built into this. Yeah. Oh, these oh, controllers come off? Wow. <laughs> oh my god, it's like a Game Gear. You can Man. play it on the roof with your friends. Mm-hmm. Take it to a, <laughs> you know one of your fancy parties and just uh, play video games on the world's tiniest party screen. Have any of you guys done that yet? Have any of you guys yes. taken a Switch to a rooftop party? Yes. Ooh. Oh my god, I take this to my weekly you basketball to. tournaments all the time. Mm-hmm. It's, and instead of basketball, you guys play Switch. Yeah, that's what happens. <laughs> um, you just play basketball on Switch. Yeah. But yeah, uh, you know, no, the Wind Waker's great. The The problem that I have uh, when also when it comes to this vast open world of uh, the Wind Waker is that it's like 75% empty. It's water. And um, it's not after a while very much fun to explore it and like traverse it you're going you're fast traveling more often I feel like more quickly in Wind Waker than you know I mean we fast travel a lot in Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom but that's more out of necessity out of the hugeness of the map and the occasional like oh I'm trapped in the middle of a snow field and I'm like running out of you know heat potions I'm going to die if I don't fast travel out of here but like there's an enjoyment to the exploration and the traversal of the world in the new Zeldas that I don't feel is present in the Wind Waker HD I mean maybe it's maybe it's apples and oranges maybe it's just the difference between you and I but as I was playing Tears of the Kingdom I was like I have not felt a sense of exploration and adventure since playing Wind Waker. Like, when I played Wind Waker, you get out onto the open seas, and yeah, sometimes it can get tedious from going from place to place, but every once in a while there's like, oh, there's a weird little pirate ship. Oh, there's a giant octopus monster. Oh, there's a small island. What's that about? Like... It gives me that same sense in Tears of the Kingdom of where you're running from one place to another and you're like, wait a minute, is that a chasm? Can I go down there? Is that a shrine? Like, it gave me that same sense of adventure that Wind Waker did. And I I don't know, maybe it's just me, but I just mm-hmm. really like that sense of adventure and wonder and exploration of like, Okay, I'm going to the next temple so that it, I can go defeat the boss and get the magic pearl and whatever. Hey, what's that over there? I'm just 
gonna sidetrack. Um, Tears of the Kingdom gives me that, and Wind Waker gave me that too, and that's why, like, I really like Tears of the Kingdom, and I have to beat the game before I can determine, but it's it's a top-tier Zelda for me, mm-hmm. much like Wind Waker is, because mm-hmm. I just, I really love that sense of exploration. Like, the very first NES Legend of Zelda game was kind of like, okay, here's a sword, go. Right. And you're just trying to, like, find yourself in this massive world. And I feel like Wind Waker really captured that. Where it's like you're you're just a little kid going out and exploring. And I know there were, at least when the game first released, a lot of people who hated the cel-shaded graphics and the cartoony look to it. But I, for me, like, the the Toon Link version of Link, like, that's the best version of Link, because it it really makes you feel like you're a little kid dropped into something who grows into this hero. Yeah, but it's not really like the original Legend of Zelda at all. There's like a three-hour tutorial and story opening, and you're forced to go certain places before... I, I don't really see that comparison at all, David. That's, uh... Yeah, I, I, I see where you're trying to get, but, like, I don't really see a comparison between Wind Waker and the original Zelda. Like, the original Zelda is, here's a sword, go. Wind Waker's like, hey, talk to your sister for a few minutes, and then go talk to your grandma, and then go rescue your sister, and then meet the pirates, and then sail to a different island, and then sail to a fortress, and, you know, and then eventually meet a talking boat and sail to another island. Like, it, no, it's... I, I don't see that comparison whatsoever. <laughs> There's a lot more buttons, so they have to give you a little a lot more, more dialogue too. A little more guide on what to do. Yeah. Yeah. If, I mean, if Wind you... Waker was like, "Hey, t- here's a sword and a boat, go," that Ooh. would be fucking rad. Hell like, yeah. You know, you wash up on I the mean... shore, and it's like, you know, some guy's like, "Hey, I think your sister was with you or something." I don't know, man. There's a boat. <laughs> there's a sword leave if you need to. I don't know. And then like you just go. You know, no grandma, no soup, no uh, pajamas. You know, mm-mm. I mean, I do think you you bring a good point and I'm, I'm going to have to concede everything that I said previously and say that you are correct because an NES game not giving as much direction as a GameCube game yeah, that just doesn't make any sense at all. <laughs> I mean, there's you know, there's games that on the NES that have dialogue and tell you where to go to, and Zelda's not one of them. So I'm not you know holding it against the original Zelda. That I'm just saying I don't consider it uh, comparable in the style to Wind Waker. I you know, I, I'm just you know, sorry, man, calling that calling that one out. But it's uh, it's not I've... due to g- generational stuff. It's you know due to completely different styles of game. So would yeah. you rather have to play the point. Would you ra- rather have to play 100 copies of The Legend of Zelda in the style of The Wind Waker or one giant copy of The Wind Waker in the style of the original Legend of Zelda? I would <laughs> love to play an 8-bit version of Wind Waker. Yes, that would be fun. 
Yeah, I, um, I fucked up what I was going to ask. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, I mean, and a GameCube version of the original Legend of Zelda would be fun. Yeah. Um, you know, it would be brutally difficult because they drop you in and give you a sword and just say go. But, you know, you could see uh, that old man in full 3D as he hands you the sword and then take off. He probably wouldn't chew your ear for a while about, you know, I don't know, this is the island we live on, and here's the traditions of your pajamas versus this green clothing I'm going to get. No, 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 no. Off with you. Here's the sword. Walk. Beat it. <laughs> you know. I'd play that. That'd be good. Yeah. Be brutal. Yeah. yeah. Like, maybe maybe he gives you a compass, too. I don't know. Just because it's 3D now instead of 2D. But, like, so you know, uh, I could see that being pretty cool. Uh, and, yeah. Uh, the new, Even the new... Uh, Zelda games, you know, Breath of the Wild, Tears of the Kingdom, they don't really get you to, you know, the old school Zelda, like, here's your sword, go. You still gotta do a little tutorial. But once you hit that big open world, it, it is more like, well, shit, man, I, I can go anywhere. Like, this is cool. Uh, maybe so, I'll go that way. Yeah. So your, your point is, Wind Waker is not a big exploratory Zelda because you have to go through this tutorial no, I, I but didn't, Tears I didn't of the that. Kingdom I, yeah. once you get through this tutorial then you can explore wherever you want well and, and you know the Wind Waker is eventually an exploratory game but you spend the first several hours of it being directed to go to exact places you literally can't explore the Wind Waker in any direction until you get an item that lets you fucking control the wind. Uh, and fucking, when you do get to explore it, it's a giant open ocean that's not all that full of interesting stuff. Whereas, yes, now in the new one, yes, there's a there's a preamble and then you get down to business and there's a shitload to explore. But, you know, no, I don't think that your comparison of the Wind Waker to the original Zelda was warranted. That's all I was, you know, really getting at. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, you're right. The The open world on the GameCube is not as vast and populated as the open world on the Switch. It's not. Oh. I yeah. think it's fairly ridiculous to try to compare the, uh, the newer uh, two uh, more recent Zelda games than the old, uh, you know, model of Zelda game because they're just so wildly different. Like yes, like with like you know, what was it? Uh, Skyward Sword back. It's all basically you know you got to go to these temples, and then you got these magic items, and then you get to upgrade like your sword or something. And you got to do these other temples, and it's all that. And then these two games, it's just like. Uh, yeah, do whatever. And you'll yeah, figure it's it out. Yeah, no, it's a it's really really great direction they've taken things. And it's just yeah, not too. What the fuck, oh, sorry. Johnny? <laughs> the, the, <laughs> My bad. The point I was trying to make was, Tears of the Kingdom has a big sense of adventure where you can go anywhere, but also has this story behind you, and I felt the same way about Wind Waker, and somehow playing the newest Zelda game made me appreciate Wind Waker in a new light, and Wind Waker continues to be a great game. I mean, I'm with you. I when, As soon as I started sailing in that game, I was in love. Like, when you see the wind, and, and like, you know, as soon as, like, whenever you can control the boat, 
and like legit do what you want that's when you're just like this is so cool and of course you hadn't played anything like that at the time so you know you didn't know that all just there being ocean and not a whole whole lot like yeah you find these islands and stuff but back then you're like oh my god that's so cool you know it was like water world except link didn't drink his own piss you know (laughs) (laughs) that we know of right uh yeah no i I, the thing that i really give wind waker the points for you know uh, you said like oh it's got this sense of exploration and adventure and i was gonna say earlier that i don't know what your problem is but i i love the sense of exploration and adventure in like every zelda game uh you know yeah, from like that's the it, thing, that's yeah. thing they do but when with wind waker there is the the illusion of the wide openness of it there's the there is the openness of it as opposed to twilight princess where there's walls everywhere literally you know keeping you segmented same thing with Skyward Sword. It's like you got to travel in the sky and jump down to the areas. It's not, you know, not the same exploration, but I still, there's a great sense of adventure and wonder and exploration. And, but with Wind Waker, it was a kind of special precursor to the now, you know, open world Zelda formula. Yeah, I'll, I'll give it that for sure. But, you know, it's a very good game. Um,. I feel like we wouldn't have had Breath of the Wild unless we would have had Wind Waker. Like, if they had not made Wind Waker, I, th- I feel like that was a very early blueprint to the, you know, go do whatever. It's, I mean... Well, no, I feel like the early blueprint, again, for the go do whatever, was, was the first Zelda. The Legend of Zelda. <laughs> they and Zelda really... 2, to a, to a degree, too. To a degree, yeah. Uh, you know, the, the blueprint was there from the beginning, and they've been iterating upon it ever since. <laughs> like, you know, uh, uh, yep. I don't know why we keep going back to the Wind Waker as this great. Uh, well, because that's know. the game was chosen on the show. Yes, I know, but it, I, I, I don't feel that it is like the blueprint for what we're doing now. I, I understand that David appreciates it more based on having played the new game, but like, you know, I don't know that it's the framework upon which these new games are fucking, you know, drawing so much inspiration. Like, yeah. You know, I don't know if that's if that's something you guys think that's you know that's interesting. I, I, I don't agree. Good games, great games. No, all I no, I th- I think that says it all, Johnny. Game two.
All right. Um, so in this game, if you were to spend uh, one second on each planet, it would take about 585 billion years to explore them all. Alright guys, let's see some answers. What? What? Okay. <laughs> so Johnny says No Man's Sky, the game, which is not wrong. Um, John says No Man's Sky, and David, I couldn't read what... Mine actually got deleted. I apologize. I'm going to um, speak very slowly to pad out time as I rewrite my answer. Okay. If this leads to a right answer, it's going to be not worth the time. (laughs) Uh, Mighty Milky Way, that's incorrect. It is uh, No Man's Sky. Oh! God damn it! (laughs) So yeah, this is uh, No Man's Sky. It's that... uh, that silly little space game that could. Hold on, and... can I point something out? What just happened here? Jesse said, Johnny said, No Man's Sky colon the game. That's not technically wrong. <laughs> which which I know. better was the answer. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, the answer is not technically wrong, John. <laughs> Pay attention. <laughs> so go ahead, Jesse. There's a good payoff. It's that uh, a little space game that could, and it kept kept going and it's still going and it's it's in, like incredible right now it's it's really cool i'm um, proud of this game it yeah, really I'm, overcame that rocky launch really really proud this game took shape 
like it's so freaking good too. Like I, I've been I played it a whole lot uh, leading up to Zelda because I was like, I need you know something to get into real deep that'll get me ready for Zelda, and it did because there's a lot of similarities I was thinking about. Like um, you go to like different planets and they have different biomes, and you know sometimes it gets super fucking hot, and you're like, oh, I need to like equip my uh you know cooling armor or or put on um you know and then when that goes down you like to dump uh energy into it to turn it back on Mm. so you know you have to deal with different climates um then there's um like uh uh let's see um i I don't want to interrupt you too bad but i i just want to think about the fact that you said like okay i got to get ready for zelda by doing a game, like playing a game a lot like, you know, Zelda. Like, I, I don't quite understand the rationale behind that. Like, you're about to well, drop a bunch of time into a giant open world game. I better start the most vast, impenetrable, impossible to finish open world game possible. Like, yeah. Exactly. Like I, you, I would think that you would want to maybe get a couple of short games done, you know, before you invest all your time into one game, not like ah, well, I'm about to start. You know, probably uh, you know, going to be one of my favorite games of the year. This giant open world game. I better play a different open world game first. Like I, I'm, intri- I'm intrigued by that uh, line of thinking. You know, I'm not sure how that happened. It, well, part of it was. <laughs> this is the funnier part. Is you know later on this year. Hopefully, when I'm, you know, winding down with Zelda a little bit, um, fucking, was it Star? Um, sea of Stars? Uh, no, no, the um, the big Bethesda space RPG. Oh, yeah, what, uh, was it like Starfield or something? Yeah, oh, yeah, Starfield. Fallout. So, no, no, <laughs> but Starfield comes out, which essentially is, you know, a giant space RPG, and it's like so... Space! So I, I, there's something going on where I just need to live in these other worlds, and uh, but like this game is so neat. Like when you're when you're a kid and you're thinking you're playing like fucking Galaga or something, you're like, oh, it'd be so cool to like be in a spaceship and and shoot like uh, you know other spaceships and aliens, and then go like land on a planet and get out and do stuff, get back in your ship and fly around in space. You could do all that shit in this game and it's so fucking cool. Like, like even though it does, it just... The thing about space, guys, <laughs> is it's very, very, very... Like, do you realize how very big it is? Uh-huh. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when I think about space, that's what my brain does. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so getting from one place to another does take a little bit. Like, yeah, you have a spaceship. It can go, you know, faster than, you know, if you walked. Um, <laughs> I would hope so. <laughs> yeah. Space walk? Yeah. Can you imagine yeah, just... a spaceship that's slower than your walking speed? Oh, this is tedious, but I mean, the scenery is great. Yeah. Oh, wait, yeah. no, it's not. How am I talking? I can't breathe. <laughs> oh, I'm dead. Yeah. Oh, my eyes. <laughs> but so, like, you know, and it's so cool looking when you're going through the atmosphere and, like, you see it change different, co- you know, the blue or whatever is turns into the space. And then you're like, wow, now I'm in there. And, like, um, you see these the big fucking planets everywhere. 
and you could just go to that planet. Oh, there's a planet over there. I'm going to go to it, land on it. Oh, and every 10 minutes there's horrible ice storms. That fucking sucks. Oh, well, I'm going to go underground and find some cool, like, alien bugs or, or like, some kind of, like, ancient relics that I can, like, sell to some people. Um, one time I was, you know, just doing this quest thing, and all of a sudden the ship showed up over, like, me and started attacking me. So I had to run over into my ship, hop in, and get out, and then we had a fucking dogfight. And then I killed him and then landed and finished what I was going to do. Um... You can eventually get your own, like, freighter, and so you can just, like, land in this thing, and then, uh, what's real fun is you get these little frigates that follow you around, and you can send them on missions, and so they go do missions, and when they come back, you get, like, a long list of, like, a report of, like, all the things they did, and it's real fun to read it, like, because, like, sometimes, like, yeah, we, uh, we're mining this asteroid, and it, like, broke apart, and we all decided we didn't want to <laughs> deal with that, so we just left. <laughs> or like, um, oh, we found all these like relics, and uh, we we flipped them over the next system over to get like double credits. It was pretty cool, and and like it's fun. Like I don't know, that's fun getting these little reports back. You got all these little aliens like on your ship that you can like talk to, and um, other aliens are landing their ships into your frigate, and and you could like like talk to them and be like hey can i buy your ship and they're like sure <laughs> and then Sweet. they'll sell you your ship Just usually they're expensive but um and there's so many like at first you know the planet seemed fairly basic you're like oh i found like an ice planet and i found like a desert planet but then sometimes eventually you start finding weirder and weirder planets like i found this one planet where whenever you landed everything was like black and white the color like oh, it was no. like all, all the color was like sapped from this planet like it was so like eerie um there was another planet i found where like every like 30 minutes there was blood storms and i'm not <laughs> sure where the blood was coming from but <laughs> it was very eerie and like the oceans were like red it was very fucked up yeah don't um, ask don't ask where that blood's yeah. coming from yeah. yeah no exactly some things yeah. <laughs> better better left to mysteries of um, space there's like this I, I, I found this planet where like the ground was just like metal plates like it was like maybe like a man-made planet or something it was very strange like it's it's really cool did you discover cybertron maybe yeah, yeah cybertron god um yeah. unicron maybe <laughs> and like when you find like animals and stuff you can scan them and then uh you can also feed them and then you can either, like, uh, collect eggs from them, or milk them, or sometimes it's, like, has, like, a really weird descriptor, like, scrape jelly, and you're like, what? Mm. <laughs> and then you can, like, the stuff, and you can sell it, but it's like, what kind of weird... I found this one planet where there was a bunch of, like, robot dogs, which was really cool, and you can, it's like, Japan. tame them. So I have, like, a pet robot dog I can just, like, have hanging out with me, like, in, in space. Um, so that's cool. What, um, what did you name it? I haven't named it yet. But you can, like, when you discover animals and stuff, you can name them. Like, you can just be like, oh, this is a butt dog. <laughs> and then if someone else finds your planet and scans that animal, they'll be like, so hmm, someone named dog. this a butt dog. Yeah, David? I can see it. I'm, I'm sorry, Jesse. 
Where did you find this dog? It was on a, a planet. Of uh, there were a bunch Wait, of robots. And where was the planet? In, in space. Johnny's not getting it, man. He already hit the thing once this segment. Yeah. God damn it. Space. Yeah, okay. that's me making up for all the times I missed it. Okay. It's, it's a that's, game what, s- that's what I get for trying to be involved. <laughs> it's a game set in the vastness of space. Johnny should just be hitting the button every couple of seconds. Space! Yeah. Space! So, yes. See, it, it you know, just serves to remind us just how much space there is out there. Um, so, yeah, Jesse, I mean, I'm sorry. That's my bad. Uh, you know, I... I, again, I, I'm really proud of this game for hanging in there and getting patched and updated and getting to the point where people really love it and it's something awesome for people to play. You know, I don't know that I'm going to ever play this just because, you know... It's big. It's big. But- and there's there's something to... Even in big games, you know, I'm thinking of uh, Tears of the Kingdom right now. Uh, there's something about the finiteness of the game that is appealing. Like... Eventually, if I wanted to, I could complete this game. Uh, with a Nomad's Guide, not so much. That the that doesn't feel. I'm. You can, you can roll credits. There's. You can roll credits, yeah. But like, there's something about like you know, there's a completionist in me that's like, well, you know, teasing me with you know billions and billions of planets feels mean. Like, what if there's something really cool on one of them that I'm never gonna find? Like. Hmm. It's a game that gives you ennui, man. It just like it's like, well, I'm never gonna have the chance to see all these planets, even in this little fucking video game. This is unfortunate, you know. Hmm. See, well, I did build a mech, and the well, mech okay, was pretty cool. cool. And like when it jumps, it has the same properties of like if you mix like a monkey with a frog. It's just a really cool mech. Like it's a good mech. Yeah, I, I want to preface this, preface this with, I don't know what Ennui is, but I feel like that this game is basically teaching me just a real lesson, man, and that, like, you, you can't, you don't get to do everything. There's certain things you're just not going to do, and that's okay, you know? You're not going to see certain planets. You're not going to, yeah. you're not going to get certain robot dogs, and that's all right, you know? Maybe you get a robot cat, and that's that's just fine, you know? That's, yeah. all, that's, all, that's all it is. Maybe Ennui wasn't really the word for it. Uh, there is ex- yes FOMO there is a fear of missing out it's like if you're going to tease me with billions and billions of planets and not give me a list of which ones are worth visiting you know like give me give me a, 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 a attainable number of them that contain cool shit like you know uh, it's uh, it's too much there's just I mean, simply I've, I've found simply too plenty much. of cool cool uh, planets so far so. okay and, and what percentage of the number of planets in the game have you visited I mean, a very small percentage. Exactly. But that bugs me. It bugs me to no end. <laughs> what if everyone got together and started like a Yelp for No Man's Sky, mm. where you go to a new planet and you review it for others, and then that way, John, you can just pull up No Man's Sky Yelp and be like, oh, okay, I'm going to go to the top planets, you know? Yeah. Well, and then, they have... and then demand to see the manager as soon as you land mm-hmm. and get free shit. Well, right. you can visit other uh, players' um, like like bases and stuff. So, like, if someone builds like a really cool, elaborate base, you can go and see it if you wanted to. And if it's like on a cool planet, then you get to see that too. Um, I 
I've only checked out the like. There's a big multiplayer hub where you can see everyone running around, but you can also go on quests with people. And I've only done one quest with one person, and I just thought it was notable because I thought the way they did their armor was very interesting. So like they had painted their spacesuit all green, except for like like the lower leg torso area was purple. So, I'm pretty sure I was doing a quest with the Incredible Hulk in space. And I thought that was pretty cool. <laughs> That's incredibly cool. <laughs> Sorry. I'm so stupid. No, no. It was, it was, it was incredibly it was in there. Cool. Anyways. It was, a, um, it was a good effort there, Johnny. It was good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I mean, uh, seriously, I'm not down on the game at all. It's uh, It's great. <laughs> And cool. It's just there's just too much of it, and yeah. it's uh, you know, you learn um, languages from the aliens. You can try talking to them, and you can offend them if you don't know enough of the language, which is funny. I have one question: Can you bang any of the aliens? Um, well, I have been, you know, like I said, with some <laughs> of the animals, you get like weird, uh, like. Um, Let's see. What I'm trying to remember one of the other ones that was real weird. It was like remove proteins or something, and it's like, what? What am I doing to this animal? <laughs> Scrape jelly. What is? is are we having a moment? I don't like that answer. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. I mean, Scrape jelly. That that definitely seems like something James T. Kirk has done. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Maybe that's it. It's a euphemism. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Game three.
All right, guys. So uh, this uh, is one of two games released in 2023 that I have played, and it's the only one that I've played so far uh, that I've featured on an episode of Game That Tune. feeling great i'm feeling so good good yeah good johnny pathetic <laughs> yeah david pathetic um johnny and david don't have serious answers jesse has a correct answer he is octopath traveler 2 more accurately jesse wrote octopus troubler 2 also correct. Um, <laughs> it's just a funny way to say. It. It's a great. Fuck! Way to say it. I almost put yeah. this octopus troubler too. Damn it! 
Yeah, it would have gotten you triple bonus points, but Like, no. he's just hanging out in the water, and you're, like, poking him with a stick, and he's like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. That happens, man. You encounter these, uh, these traveling octopuses in this game, and you give them a little bit of trouble. I'm, I'm, I'm not, pretty I'm sure not that part as I recall that really happens from, in the game. As I recall I, from playing Final Fantasy VI, I believe that's the entire character arc of Ultros. Yeah. It's just an octopus that wanders in, you poke him with a stick, and then he's like, dude, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. I'm 99% sure if you pull up Steam right now, like, Octopus Troubler 2, it, our description of Octopus Troubler 2 is at least, like, 10 to 15 games on there. There's yeah, at least a couple indie games about poking things with sticks and seeing how they react. I guarantee it. I mean, there's Octodad. I mean, there's a of lot that. of independent games about octopuses <laughs> reacting, but I don't believe any of them are on Switch eShop. I, I don't know. Have you seen that thing? There's an eShop? On the Switch? Oh my word. Johnny, I really need you to dock your Switch once in a while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on video. So anyway. Um, yes, Octopus Trebler 2. Again, there are adorable little octopuses in the game that seem to mean no one any harm. And you are rewarded handsomely for killing them. Um, so th- in that sense, Octopus Trebler is quite true. Yeah, love those little guys. Um, but uh, you know, also just a just a very good game um, that I have set aside completely, and I don't know if I'm ever getting back to it, man. Like you know, I was hopeful that I would be able to beat some of the game before uh, you know Tears of the Kingdom came out, and I got through three of the eight stories and didn't get any others done, and I'm like, you know. Maybe I'll revisit that someday. Man, but, uh, I mean, if you completed three of the eight stories, you at least got through, let me check my math, three-eighths of the game. That's right. That's not bad. <laughs> yes. It's, it's odd to me that you would pick a large, expansive role-playing game to play before you played a large, expansive role-playing game. I picked it three months ago. I'm, I don't have that much time to play games. It's uh, and it, I would not call this game terribly large and expansive. It's got eight stories and you know eight characters and a nice big world to explore. But it's have you it, beaten it's it pretty, yet? No, fuck no. Okay. You know, if I was playing it like I was playing Tears of the Kingdom, I would have beaten it. But uh, you'd have beaten it twice. <laughs> this game doesn't have the same effect on me. Like I'm not compelled I th- I to play. I think I may have found the problem here, John. So, it, they call it Octopath Traveler because there's eight different stories throughout the game? Yes, um, you can build a party of eight different characters and play their stories uh, simultaneously. This whole time, I thought it was just because you could walk in eight different directions. Right. Son of I a mean, bitch. <laughs> the I'm I surprised like that you thought that. I mean, I'm, I don't want to shit on Johnny, but I'm about to. But I feel like like the the point of this game is a distinctive throwback to classic RPGs and you can only walk in four directions am i incorrect oh no you can walk in diagonals in this game david okay i yes. i was i am mistaken and i give all the credit to johnny 
I will shut up now. No, 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 it's fine. Uh, I mean, that's a, that is a more knowledge take than what Johnny provided. Yeah, you know, <laughs> your misinformation is like staked in more knowledge of the game than Johnny's misunderstanding of the game. So you know, don't worry about that. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a lovely game, and yeah, it's uh, I I enjoyed the stories that I completed. And I would like to go back and complete maybe two more. I've, you know, I've had to face facts. I don't know that I care about the dancer in this one. I don't think I care about the cleric. And I think actually that's, you know, so yeah, that's the... I completed Particio the Merchant. I completed Cassie the Apothecary. And I completed uh, Throne the Thief. And I would like to complete the Hunter because she was my starter. And I would like to complete the scholar because he is a wrongfully imprisoned scholar who is presumed to have murdered his family and he's out for bloodthirsty revenge on the person that did it. And that's just, that's a fun twist on the the scholar. Like, for your scholar to be the bloodlusting revenge guy is dope. Um, See, I thought I was going to be like, the scholar was imprisoned because he was teaching things he shouldn't be teaching right. and I don't mm, you know what I was going to go in a very political oh, discussion that's too like, real right me, now a very political direction yeah I'm, I'm not gonna do that yeah exactly but... he said gay and was sent <laughs> off to the, the cold aisles of the far north um, now are these games like Sonic Adventure in that once you complete all eight stories do you get like a final yes. boss fight where you get all the chaos emeralds and and yes. have the big ooh, yes, okay. Johnny. Exactly. These fantasy RPG turn-based games are exactly like Sonic Adventure. In a sense, yes. Sweet. Um, you know, there is definitely an in-game uh, like boss. You know, there are some hidden job classes that you find that you know aren't just the eight starting jobs. There's uh, there's some additional hidden jobs to find. You can combine jobs to build your party in different ways. And then, yes, there are in-game boss characters that you have to fight. Or don't have to. It's completely optional, obviously. Because those high-level fights are fucking tough. Um, Do they involve the Chaos Emeralds? No. Unfortunately, they don't. To my knowledge. Um, It's okay. Because the game's charming without Chaos Emeralds. Not everything needs Chaos Emeralds, John. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Hot take. Saw that coming. (laughs) <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, uh, Octopath Traveler is good without Chaos Emeralds. Um, it's high praise. Is it, though? It's high praise. Yes. Yeah. It it, uh, it overcomes the lack of Chaos Emeralds to be a very good 16-bit throwback RPG. Um, John, you just sold a game yeah, to me. right? <laughs> Uh, you know, the main thing that I like, you know, I, I don't want to just do like full spoilers on like the, you know, a couple of stories that I've beaten in the game. But like the main thing that just stands out to me with a 16-bit throwback art style is just like how funny all the big final battles are because, you know, you're like these 16-bit characters going up against either huge monsters or like, you know, characters in large mechanized things. You know, or, you know, really ornate, like, you know, like, people that turn out to be monsters, that kind of thing. The, the sprite work's fantastic. 
But there's something about, like, I, I think about it, and it's like, I like to think about these characters, you know, after the story, either, you know, dead and in hell telling the story of what happened to them, or, you know, if they're one of the characters that survives the story, you know, just recounting it years later, like, yeah, I mean, there was some wild ass shit that went down. I don't know if you remember this, like, you know, I bought, you know, the rights to the steam engine, and, you know, this fucking yokel cowboy guy, he comes out and asks me for the rights to the engine. I'm not going to sell the steam engine. So, you know, I, 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 I say, I give him a number that he's never going to be able to accomplish. I say, I'll sell you the steam engine for $80 billion. And I send him off on his way. This motherfucker comes back and he says, I raised $80 billion and I'm buying the steam engine. And I, I, you know, I'm done with this motherfucker. So I'm, I'm, I'm thrown down. Again, this is me speaking from the perspective of the villain. So I, you know, this cowboy rolls up to my big unveiling of the steam engine and says he's buying it for eighty billion dollars. Well, that's it. I go backstage, I get my fucking steam tank prototype that I've been working on, and I bust that thing through the fucking wall, and I start lighting him up with cannon shots, and I'm thinking I got you know this cowboy dead to rights, and then turns out he's got friends with him. He brings out this crazy-ass scholar guy that starts, you know, doing incantations, blowing fire all over the place. He's got a wildling woman who is able to summon legendary beasts and, uh, you know, uh, uh, this hot-ass thief. Just, <laughs> she, she got up behind me and she blew poison mist all in my face and stole my fucking wallet. And, and your heart. Mm-hmm. And next Hold thing on. I know, I'm, so I'm, you're saying I'm sitting there in my steam tank, thinking I've you know I've got this guy dead to rights, and instead, of, you know, my steam tank's being attacked by a fucking giant flaming tortoise. Like, you know, what the fuck? Like, the, there's something about Are the 16 bit style where it's like there's no animation to any of this. That it's just like, God, this would be the coolest shit to see in like modern HD. Like, this guy's getting fucked Are, right now. Are you? <laughs> Are you saying this guy brought a steam tank to a fight, and this motherfuck, <clears throat> motherfucker, and this motherfucker brought out the power of friendship? Like, some, dude, you're fucked. Yep, no, nah, yeah, it's uh, it's not good. He brought he brought friends. You know, not only did he bring that, you know, little huntress, and she sent the flame tortoise, and like, you know, she she had a fucking Articuno with her. She had a fucking, you know, an ice bird that laced up the tank with, you know, daggers of ice. Uh, you know, then he just starts handing out money to people in the crowd, and they start attacking people. Like, you know, it's a, it's a funny game to think of from the perspective of all the action you're not seeing because it's just little 16-bit characters bumping into each other. <laughs> like this, Everything you're describing sounds like the best episode of Captain Planet you could ever have. Yes, exactly. <laughs> the, you know, the stories are all that silly and, you know, it's just like, yeah, this uh, man, I, you know, I would love to watch a fucking series of this. This, you know, this is cool as it is. The the voice acting is just fine. The stories are, you know, nicely written. Uh, and in some cases, very dark and weird. Um, and <laughs> I, yeah. I love that you yeah. say you would, I, wa I you love, would it, love to watch an animated version of this series. The voice acting is fine. You know. I, I don't want to do high praise on the voice acting. It's just fine. You know, like... 
Yeah, the character that's supposed to be a cowboy bumpkin guy sounds like a cowboy bumpkin guy. I'm not saying he's delivering every line fucking flawlessly. He sounds like a cowboy. It's good. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's fun, man. You know. So okay, I will do a little spoilers. Uh, you know, uh, Throne, the thief. Her uh, her final story fucking gets real weird. Um, so the whole thing, she's been searching for her parents all the time. She's been like raised by an organization of thieves and she eventually kills her mother and father. Uh, that's not a real mother and father. They're thief parents. Um, and then so slowly they're revealing, you know, her true parentage. And, uh, you, you know, this is you know, where the spoilers are coming. Big time spoilers. Skip ahead 90 seconds. Um, if you're a podcast listener, if you're live, I don't know, stay, stay tuned. We're just about to get to the actual spoilers here, David. This is now the actual spoiler, David. So here it is. You know, you meet, you you get, uh, the keys from Throne's adoptive, like thief parents and it unlocks a new area and you go to this crazy abandoned city where it's just full of these like depressed and like fucked up people. You can like, you know, read their little info and like, they're all just like despair filled. And like, you know, they're like, they're not even listed as people. They're listed as like husk of a person. And you finally meet the final person in this area. And it's, it's Throne's real father. He's like an eternal monster, like a vampire or something. And, He's been going around the continent and just like fucking like crazy. And every thief in like the entire world is one of his kids. And I don't think it's figurative. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, I'm like, this is fucking wild and dark, man. Like this vampire man was doing a whole lot of fucking and he created all the thieves in the world. So this like, is crazy. It's like Dude, Nick we- Cannon. We gotta yes, call. Yes, he's Nick Cannon. <laughs> we gotta call Jesus. Ted Turner about this Captain Planet reboot, man. <laughs> I'm saying, man, Captain Planet <laughs> needs to be taking down all the thieves in the world. <laughs> uh, it's some wild ass shit, man. Like, uh, I yeah, you know, I knew that. Like, I had heard that her story was like kind of weird and dark, and I got to the end. I'm like, well, this got weirder than I thought it was. <laughs> like this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking, like, oh, it's revealed she actually killed her real parents along the way or something. Nope, it got somehow weirder than that. Cool. <laughs> very cool. Um, you know, Castie, also a very, very fine story. Hers is more like a, more like an action movie thing. She's got to stop a dastardly villain from unleashing a nefarious plot. Good shit. You know, she saves the day. She gets her memories back. It's great. You know, Particio attacks a steam tank with uh, all his friends and then eventually doesn't kill the guy that ruined him and says, you know what, I'm buying the steam tank and I'm giving it to everybody. And everybody loves capitalism. It's, uh... Ah. I mean, seriously... I don't know what to do. I, you know, see, I, I baited you into that one, Jesse. You should <laughs> honestly, like, play it or, like, watch a... watch, like, a recap or something of his story because it's not pro-capitalism he's the merchant but like his whole thing is like i want you know the whole point of like making money is to share the wealth with people and a rising tide raises all ships everybody benefits from a healthy economy and we should all share our gifts with the world 
Wasn't that exactly what Sam Bakeman Freed said? Are you playing a Sam Bakeman Freed in this game? Are you gonna turn out to be a giant fraud? <laughs> I don't know who that is. Is that a is that a you less know, famous Bernie Madoff or something? <laughs> Basically, yeah. As okay. as a fan of deep cut references, that is too deep to cut, Johnny. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Um, you know, I haven't kept up with what's going on in the world of Ponzi schemes or whatever. Um, but no, you know, like Particio's thing, like he's he's the merchant guy, and he does you know buying and selling things, and his story is all about like you know creating commerce throughout the world and like going and finding goods to sell at different places and it's like oh, that's kind of silly he's just going around selling things but it's like it's always in service of sharing the goods of the other parts of the world with people and sharing the good parts like the the, the benefits of like an invention like the steam engine with everybody it's you know and, it, and the reason that he wants to beat the shit out of the main villain is because the guy got greedy and he's hoarding the wealth and also he has a steam tank like it's uh it's an interesting little take on the the capitalist of the of the sto- uh, the game so yeah I like it it's a lot of fun it's a weird one it's a good game yeah would I uh, get back to it eventually maybe but Man, like, I love this game, but it doesn't grip me in the same way that a Zelda does. Like, you know, this uh, this new Zelda, it's like it's got me, you know, exploring and doing puzzles and having engaging combat encounters. And Octopath, it's more like, you know, exploring and doing turn-based RPG battles and enjoying some voiced cutscenes, but no... Uh, no real movement to anything. It's it's good, and it's doing what it seeks out to, sets out to do. But it's uh, I don't know. I, I might get back to it eventually. There's a few stories left that I would like to see the end of, but I am fully distracted by something else right now. So, you know, great game, great soundtrack, fun story. You know, bizarre monsters and fucking and uh, steam tanks <laughs> and you know all kinds of crazy shit going on. It's great. Uh, full recommend. I'm sorry if I spoiled too much for anybody. Uh, you know, I love the game. I'm brimming with enthusiasm. And uh, Johnny, let's uh, let's keep it going, man. All right. Game four. VGN threesome. Oh. What? VGN threesome. Oh. VGN threesome.
And guys, here's some trivia while you write down the answers. Um, much like The Legend of Zelda Wind Waker HD, some ideas were proposed to flesh out the main character of this game, uh, and that included placing him in a rock band, giving him vampire fangs, and giving him a human girlfriend named Madonna. <laughs> Alright, so... David with the... <laughs> Jesse with the bold choice of Arrow the Acrobat, David with Sonic Mania, uh, and no, this this stage is not in Sonic Mania. John with the correct answer of Sonic 1. That was Starlight Zone from Sonic the Hedgehog 1, the worst game of the Sonic series, <laughs> besides Damn. Sonic CD. I was going to say, Johnny, why would you bring on, as we're doing a redo Wait. episode, why would you bring on a game that you do not care for? Because Sonic 06? Y yeah. Uh, Ooh, yeah, that's a bold claim. Yeah, no, I'm saying it. Uh, Sonic 1 has some of the worst stage design. It's got, like, so much slowdown in terms of how the stage is laid out and all that takes forever. But the reason I brought it is because that music is so goddamn good. <laughs> like, that music just undeniable makes it worth it. Fucking Labyrinth okay. Zone is the worst stage, but probably the best song, right? <laughs> like, oh. Mm -hmm. So, Johnny, I don't... I don't want to, like, fight against your opinion, but, yeah, bad level design in Sonic 1, is that comparable to losing control of your character in Sonic 06 and watching him rise to the top of the level? No, I think I think Sonic 1 is far worse, so you can't compare them. <laughs> That's like an apples to, <laughs> apples to orangutans, man. You can't do it. Ooh. Now, Johnny, you know, I'm trying to think of a comparably bad Sonic game. I don't really know these games. Uh, you know, is it worse than Sonic Origins? Um, God, you know, Sonic... No, so uh, Sonic 1 on Sonic Origins is significantly better than Sonic 1 on the original Genesis. Okay, good, good, very good. What about um, the game he turns into a werehog? No, that is a criminally underrated game. Yeah, Sonic uh, Unleashed is actually pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> that game is amazing. I was going to say, I'll defend Sonic Unleashed. Is Jesse, Sonic you fools. 1 worse? Is Sonic 1 worse than Sonic and the Black Knight? Oh, yeah, yes. that's my next one. <laughs> yeah, easy. Yes. I'm it's called sure Labyrinth Zone. <laughs> Guys, go and play it and then try to tell me anything's worse than that. Nothing, or or sorry, even uh, the second zone, Marble Zone. God damn, it's a terrible zone. Ugh. There's yeah. so many bad Johnny, zones go this play one. Sonic 06 and <laughs> stream it for our Patreons, which you can become one at patreon.com slash game that tune. I'm not I, I'm not gonna tease them, I'm not gonna do that for them. But yeah, we uh, don't do we don't do Patreon exclusive streaming. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what? how to do that. <laughs> I'm trying to draw up support. Shut up. Interesting. But no, so Sonic 1, it's got that great, great soundtrack. Basically, by that band, dream comes, Dreams Come True, right? They pretty much did the whole soundtrack. Right. Um, and there are some classic early 90s, like, smooth, awesome shit, and I love it. I gotta love that soundtrack. Um, and, yeah, it's... Uh, it's yeah. Now, would you say it's the worst soundtrack in the Sonic series? Oh, no. Uh, okay. Oh, God, though. But they're all, su they're all such bangers, right? Oh, no, hold on, Johnny. Hold on. <laughs> can I can I can I drop a take here? Possibly yeah. a hot take. Sure. Mm. Emerald Hill Zone is better than Green Hill Zone. 
hot take. Uh, I got it mixed up. I do not like Green Hill Zone. Green Hill like is the first song. one, right? Yeah, Green Hill is the first yeah, one for the is. first game. Emerald Hill is the first one for the second game. I like Emerald Hill, and I, but I mean, I like Green Hill as well. They're they're both valid. No, so actually, real talk. I, don't know. I just, re, I mean, real talk. I, what makes Emerald Hill so much better is just the alone you have the spin dash, right? If you're playing like I do, like I do not play with the spin dash on Sonic One because it did not have the spin dash when it came out. Oh, I was only talking about the music. I, mean, I wasn't talking about the spin dash. <laughs> I was specifically oh. speaking about the music. Yeah, yeah. the spin dash. You can really hear the spin dash. <laughs> it really makes the song. <laughs> you but ever yeah. like spin dash to the beat and stuff? Like you just. Oh Play yeah, all the time. You're, a kid, you're like, ah, I'm, I'm part of the music. Oh yeah, when I was uh, in say like chemical plant zone, you know that but up, but up, but up. That's how it's been dash at the yeah. beginning <laughs> to the tune of the music or to the beat of the music. Yeah. But yeah, that's really. I mean, it's a threesome. We're gonna be fast it's here. Threesome, man. Hurry up. Yeah. All right. I mean, it's a Sonic threesome. He's what heard that before. guys uh a little bit of trivia about this game is um the final boss of this game takes place in space uh which makes this pretty similar i Where? think to space space which i think makes this pretty similar to jesse's game tonight of a uh, no man's sky so uh, let's see some answers all right so let's see um david Okay, so Jesse wrote Bubsy 3D, which is uh, not correct. David wrote Sonic Mania, which is technically kind of correct, and John says Sonic 2, which is the most correct. This is Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Um, the first Sonic game not developed by Sonic Team, but instead developed by Sega Technical Institute. And uh, How did Sonic Team only last for one Sonic game? I didn't <laughs> yeah. know that. The fuck, man? <laughs> what were they so busy doing after Sonic 1? Sonic CD. Fools. Oh, yeah. Sonic Team worked on Sonic CD while Sega Technical Institute worked on Sonic the Hedgehog 2. And, gotcha. like, some of OG Sonic Team came over to America to work on Sonic 2, and some of OG Sonic Team stayed on for Sonic CD. So is that why Sonic 2 is so good? Yeah. <laughs> and why Sonic CD is lacking? <laughs> I mean, pretty much, yeah. I think uh, yeah. I think Sonic 2 was made by 
you know, Sega, primarily by Sega of America, who wanted, who like kind of knew what worked for guys in the U.S. Like they want fast, they want attitude, you know, etc. Uh, Sonic Team, I think, was more focused on the puzzle aspect, the exploration, the mazes kind of aspect, and that you Fuck get Sonic them. CD. Yeah. Um, and like, yeah, I don't want to spend a lot of time exploring and shit. I just want to run, you know. No, run yeah, it. like, you know, I, I can ex- appreciate slowing down every now and then to do like a simple puzzle, as long as it gets me going fast again. Mm-hmm. Like, if there were like something where like you kind of bottom out and. You had to like jump up a little bit and like pull a lever or hit a switch, and it activates a spinner and it makes you go fast again. That'd be pretty cool. That's about the level of puzzle I want in a Sonic game. I don't appreciate the puzzles of like, oh, you didn't stop soon enough and like grab this thing that looks like sprite art from the background, and now you're falling and you'd think you've maybe fucked something up. <laughs> like, yeah, the big and- levels, and you feel like you're missing out by not doing everything perfect. Sonic 2 has a little bit of that every once in a while, right? Like in Metropolis Zone in particular, um, that was one of the earlier stages they worked on. Uh, and it's, mm. so it's got some of that Sonic 1 style of like real bullshit enemy placement, real bullshit hazard placement. Right. Um, and and, there's and three, Superman it, is there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and it's, which is ridiculous. And it's the only zone that has three acts. Like none of the other zones of Sonic 2 are three acts except Metropolis. Because again, yeah. it's like Sonic 1 leftovers. And that was so frustrating when you get to the end of uh, Metropolis Zone Act 2 and you're like, what the fuck? There's a signpost. Yeah. It's like, oh, no, Act 3. Oh, my God. (laughs) You guys just love this zone so much. I am so over this goddamn zone. (laughs) It's fucked. Sonic 2 introduced Supersonic uh, and the Spin Dash, which is now staples of the series. I can't Mm -hmm. imagine Sonic without either of those anymore. And some also introduced a, a, li- huh? a little character you might have heard of, Miles Tails Prower. Yes. Who? I did not get that gag until I was like, I don't know, like 20 fucking five. I was going to say, so, we've discussed, I, I want to go back to whenever we previously discussed this on the show, because it blew my mind that you didn't get that as a child. <laughs> like, that was one of the earliest instances of, like, wordplay where I was, like, you know, seven. And I'm like, hey, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Miles Tails. His name is Tails. Oh, wait. Miles Tails Prower. Miles Prower. Hey, that's... All right. I get it. That's the yeah. problem. I never dropped the tails when I said out loud. I always just said Miles Tails Prower. Mm. What, what, what's to get? <laughs> right. <laughs> It's a good gag, man. Maybe I got <laughs> really maybe is. I got enough game overs and saw like the uh, the opening screen enough times where you know you saw the opening thing. It's like, yeah, I, I wasn't good enough at Sonic Two to not have that joke rammed into my brain. So, you know what the best I gag like to though? imagine Johnny at age six being like, "Hey, mom, how many tails to the gallon does our car get?" <laughs> The best gag though of Sonic 2 was that you could play, you could choose to play Sonic, you know, and Tails, or Sonic by himself, or Tails by himself. And the best gag was playing as Tails by yourself, and getting all the goddamn Chaos Emeralds, and finding out there's no Super Tails. <laughs> that was the best gag that Sega, that's, I'm sorry, not Sonic Team, the Sega Technicals do played on all of us. Yep. That's good. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a fucking good one, that's man. A- <laughs> I don't know that that's a gag so much as it's a dick move. (laughs) 
I, you know, it, it would be definitely a gag, like, you know, if they gave you, like, a, like, a grinning face when you got all the seven emeralds as tails, like, you know, all form and, you know, just becomes that, like, fucking, like, the Keck W face. Yeah. That would be pretty funny. And then you're just tails. Um, but, uh... Or you just lose all your rings and die. See, that would be... Then you would realize you actually made a mistake. But, like, you know, if you play the whole game looking to be super tails, and then it just kind of laughs at you for trying, yeah. It'd be, you know... uh, Man, there need to be more games that make fun of you for trying to do something. So, when you get all the Chaos Emeralds as Super Sonic, the game spells it out for you. It's like, Sonic got all seven Chaos Emeralds, and it zooms out and comes back in and says, Start being super now. Yeah, now Sonic can be Super Sonic. I would love it would be like, Tails got all seven Chaos Emeralds. You fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> Why did you do that? Please give them to Sonic yeah. when you see him. <laughs> Sonic's been looking for these. Yeah, you should not touch these. <laughs> they will burn your skin. Yeah. Please return to Sonic. <laughs> uh, it's, you know, it's pretty good. I, you know, thinking that, you know, relating it to Zelda, I like that uh, in the new one, uh, it's like, has essentially been confirmed. Uh, Hestu's gift still intact. Um, still a thing that happens. If you collect all the Korok seeds oh, in the game, oh, you, sti- you still get Hestu's gift. <laughs> the ultimate fucking laughing at you for doing something in the game. You know, Sonic, mm. uh, Sonic 2 can learn a thing or two from uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom. Johnny, you need to get these games and get Hestu's gift. On it. Get on it. <laughs> So, fun fact about this game is um, this was originally supposed to be part of a single larger game that was split into two, 
in order to make a deadline for a McDonald's Happy Meal promotion, much like Octopath Traveler. Two. Yeah. So let's uh, let's see some answers here. All right. So Jesse says awesome possum, which is not correct. Uh, David drew a penis running, which is kind of correct. And then John said not the Sonic Two movie. Which, god damn it, technically that's very correct. <laughs> it is not the Sonic 2 movie. <laughs> Listen, man. You know, they went to a fucking snow mountain zone. Dude, I know. Sonic blew something up and started snowboarding on it. <laughs> yep. And movie score was playing instead. I was so disappointed in that. I was it like, was <laughs> the most damning thing about that movie <laughs> and then of course there was you know the rest of the content of the movie but you know that was the that was the first nail in the coffin you know, I, overall, I, guess, I overall enjoyed the movie but like yeah like and i get it though because ice cap zone is basically just hard times by the jetsons and i'm sure they're embroiled in all these legal issues over it you know the jetsons whoever the fuck that is um <laughs> they would fucking kill to have their song featured in what would be, you know, what, the second highest grossing movie of that year? Yeah. You know, even if it was embroiled in Sonic weirdness, you know, don't give me that shit. They'd fucking kill for that. God, it, I would I would, I would, would kill to see Sonic snowboarding down the mountain while actual, like, hard times place. That's <laughs> what I'm fucking saying. Like, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just makes sense. Yeah. Um, it's a goddamn shame. Yes, and David, uh, are you gonna ask about Sonic 2's box office? Uh, no, I was not. But please share what Sonic. Oh no, 2's I don't have the information. Was. It was it was 2020. It's the only movie that made any money. No wait, Sonic One was 2020. Sonic Two was uh 2022, I think. Oh right, excuse me. Because yeah, no, because so that's burnt my memory. Because Sonic One uh came out in like valentine's day of 2020 and i made danielle go see with me on valentine's day and that was like the last movie we saw before the world shut down because of covid <laughs> oh jesus um okay well, that was a hell of a movie to go out on yep <laughs> damn uh talk about sonic for a minute i'm fucking looking up oh okay so, no sonic 2 came out in 2022 and it was only the 13th highest worldwide gross of uh, 2022, but we were going back to the movies. I mean, it lost to uh, Avatar, Top Gun, uh, Jurassic World, a couple of Marvel movies, you know, Batman. Uh, you know, it happens. So, you know, it doesn't help that Sonic 2 sucks. Um, yeah, Sonic 3 is hands down my favorite um, of the Sonic games. Uh, I like it better than Sonic and Knuckles, even. Um, even though it's technically all just part of the same game. I was going to say that, you know, is there really a delineation to be made there? Like, you know, you I'm like Sonic like, 3 Vanilla more than Sonic 3 and Knuckles? Like, <sighs> Yeah, it, it, I think I... I mean, it, uh, no, Isn't well, that like saying you like... You know, I like Breath of the Wild, but I like it... You know... I, I like the Breath of the Wild DLC, <laughs> but I like Breath of the Wild more. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I bet you do, because, you know, DLC only adds so much. But it gave you a motorcycle, so what? Yeah, I, I mean, I guess Sonic and Knuckles really did add, give you the, the rest of the game, right? Like, it's really just one game. 
Mm-hmm. Um, they just made all these last minute changes to Sonic and Knuckles that I did not care for, like they replaced Knuckles' theme, you know, when you plugged in Sonic and Knuckles. Mm. Um, and, but otherwise, so, wait, the, even back the, in the day, wait, I'm sorry, yeah. like, did he have his rap? Oh, well, <laughs> he didn't have his rap, but back in the day, the original Sonic 3 release, Knuckles had this cool, like, breakbeat kind of thing going on. That's okay. like, his theme was just like a cymbal drum beat, like, chuck, chuck. It wasn't uh, it wasn't unknown Wait. from me like on Second Genesis. No. It wasn't. Yeah, <laughs> here I come. Wait, hold on. There wasn't a rap track on the Genesis. I mean, that's the thing. I was like, you know, I could see why they would delete it. It probably sounded terrible. <laughs> um, but at the same time, I feel like if they had made it, they should have just stuck by it. Yeah, you know, try and do some uh, some FM synth rap. That sounds great, but. But yeah, no, you, different songs. If you told me the original, the original Knuckles scene was like like an intro to a Michael Jackson song on the Dangerous album, I would believe you. I'd be like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Like that's well, yeah, what it from sounded Sonic like. Three, of course you would rem- it, you would believe that. Yeah, yeah. But uh, so that's then, because he composed Sonic Three. Right. Well, parts exactly. of it. Yeah. Yeah. So when Sonic when Sonic and Knuckles came out, they replaced Knuckles' theme entirely. Like it, it does not matter which part of the game you're playing. He has a new theme now. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, Ironically, it, it, it sounds like black or white, but you know, okay. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's literally just. Damn, that's. Yeah. Why is that Knuckles theme now? And he just keeps on morphing into Knuckles. And then I will say, I was uh, really impressed when, he, when they added. Um, when you lock on Sonic 3 to Sonic and Knuckles, and you get to play his Tails in, in the Sonic and Knuckles portion, because he can't do that on his own. And. If you collect all the Chaos Emeralds and all the Super Emeralds as Tails, that's 14 goddamn Emeralds, you finally fucking get Super Tails. Nice. But, not like, he's technically just Super Tails, like Sonic has Super and Hyper, you know, Knuckles is Super and Hyper, Tails only has Super, but Tails of Super is so overpowered, it's absolutely ridiculous. He has invincible flickies uh, fly on the screen and attack mm. enemies for you. So during a boss fight, you can just stand there and wait. That's awesome. <laughs> like, it's ridiculous. Good. <laughs> so yeah, Sonic 3. Uh, oh, they also replaced Sonic 3 mini-boss music when you play in Sonic and Knuckles. Because, yeah, yeah, Sonic 3 mini-boss was a very hip-hoppy Michael Jackson kind of tune. Mm. Oh, so good. Oh, man. Now, Rest when you say when you say lock on, mm-hmm. what are you talking about? Lock on technology. So the Sonic and Knuckles cart had a little flap that you lift up that had a cartridge connector a on it, and you would lock on your game <laughs> into the Sonic and Knuckles cart, and then plug that into your Sega Genesis. So you'd have this extra tall, like two cartridge tall game mm. plugged into your Sega Genesis. Three cartridge tall if you had a Game Genie in the mix, which I often did. Mm. <laughs> that shit was ridiculous. Yes. God, throw Sega 32X in there for no reason. <laughs> now mm-hmm. you're really talking. Yeah, you're really getting tall, baby. <laughs> it got so yeah. tall. Can you make it taller? We ha- um, Yeah, you can put the Model 1 Sega CD underneath all that. Uh-huh. <laughs> and again, it wouldn't really do anything, but, you know, it makes it taller. Maybe a Game Shark. Yeah. Well, that's what the Game Genie... You can't do a Game Shark and a Game Genie. One, because there was no Game Shark. For there was the no Game Genesis. Shark back then. Get out of here. Madness. <laughs> I mean, you know. I'm just trying to say some things you can stack up there. Yeah. Was there... Yeah, I'm trying... You know, there wasn't some other Sega console you could put in there? Just throw Saturn <laughs> under it? Um, 
It wouldn't serve any purpose, but like, you know, not, just make, it, make the whole thing taller. Not in a way where it would all still work. Because that's the thing, is you could have the CD, the Genesis, the 32X, the Game Genie, Sonic and Knuckles, the Sonic 3, it would work. Mm. You know? Like, sure, you could throw in the power base converter, but it wouldn't work. <laughs> it wouldn't try right. at that point. So, like, at that point, if you've stacked all those things up, like, what are the odds that your father enters the room <laughs> and, like, accidentally trips over this whole fucking thing? Like, <laughs> you know, like, how tall are we talking? Like, it just, you know, it, it just, oh, man. It gives me, like, the heebie-jeebies thinking about how fucking big that thing would be and how if you shook any part of it, <laughs> it, it, it like, the whole game freezes. Like... You know, the game just gets wobblier and wobblier as you add more components to it. Let's not forget the three power adapters. Right, also, also yeah, all the electricity, the pull, you know. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <you> know, <laughs> the original air fryer, this fucking Sega combo thing. <laughs> yeah, your dad walks in, just looks at the little, like, kilowatt meter outside the house, like, turn that shit off. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, son, you yeah. Uh, we don't have the kind of juice to fucking pay for super tails. <laughs> like, I'd much rather you yeah. touch the thermostat than to right. play this thing. Every light in this house is turned off, and we need to turn <laughs> off this game. <laughs> oh, man. Um, God. Wild times. Dare I say... Hard times? Hard times? <laughs> Get out, man. You saw, you, you saw me coming, man. Yeah, well done, Johnny. You... Uh, <sighs> Man, what a what a threesome! What an unexpected and after the first song, surprising threesome. <laughs> David called it. He said it's gonna be a Sonic threesome after the first song, and uh, yeah, that's exactly what I did. Right, you know, well done, David. Yeah, you know, give David all the points. He's got them. Um, wow, 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 wow! What a uh, what a wild finish. <laughs> um, shout out the composer of Sonic Three, and let's uh, let's take it home. Oh man, okay. So let's see. The composer, well, I guess the composer of Sonic One was no, Sato, Sato Nakamura. Sonic Two, awesome is Sato Nakamura, and then Sonic Three is gonna be um, Brad Buxer, the Sega Sound team, and probably Michael Jackson, unofficially. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good. Calculating computer activated. Computers. Beeps. Beeps. Scoring complete. This game's winner is... John Harrington. Yeah, boy. That's right. Back in the winner's circle. Once again. It's your boy John Harrington. Taking home a fucking fantastic title. You know, I'm the king of the redo. I have to redo things constantly. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, fortunately, I know uh, everything that's ever happened here on Game That Tune. So I was able to score as many points as possible tonight. Fantastic. Um, just a great show. Great show all around. Guys, I'm proud of you. It's been good. And for our next episode, I was thinking... Yeah, I've been playing one game a lot in these last couple of weeks. And, you know, my first thought would be we all just 
do Tears of the Kingdom for all five segments of next week's show, but we're not going to do that. Um, Because Johnny still hasn't played it. Johnny doesn't actually know what it is. Um, Like, we we keep saying Tears of the Kingdom without saying the series. He's confused. (laughs) So, sorry, Johnny. It's a new Legend of Zelda game is what we're talking about. Finally. Yeah. Big release for Nintendo. You as a Switch owner have an obligation to play it. I'm a Switch owner? Yeah. (laughs) That's the other crazy thing, Johnny. You bought a system. We keep on convincing you. Or actually, no, you got that one for a Christmas present. But, you know, somehow we've convinced you in the last few years to pick up a couple of new systems. And uh, it's time for you to play some new games. So, Johnny, start playing Tears of the Kingdom. In the meantime, we'll prepare for next week's episode all about sequels. All right. Sequel games. Uh, Games that are uh, not the first game in a series. Games that follow... Now, are we talking about direct sequels? Like, it has to be a number two? Or can it be a, like, three or four or five or what have you? Sequels. Five okay, sequel? that doesn't answer my question. Does it have it does. to be a number two? Yeah, five. No. Okay. No, five's a sequel to four. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Johnny's yeah, yeah. been watching all those fast movies, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, those are confusing because, like, you know, six is not. A Let's not get to into three. how confusing Fast and Furious <laughs> movies get, man. <laughs> we could be here all night. Um, but yeah, man. Uh, sequels, games in a series, a series being uh, more than one game. Uh, you know, kind of made under the same, uh, you know, naming and uh, gameplay idea. Uh, but not you know, but you can't choose the first one. So sequels is the is the theme for next week's episode. Um, I dare any of you to pick a, a first game in a series. Like, yeah, Johnny, I know you're thinking about it. Yeah, I know you're trying to come up with a way to do it right now. You're trying to think of a number one game that is somehow a sequel, and I support you. Well, sp- if if you wait till s- September. Uh, you can use Mortal Kombat 1. That's true. If uh, if we don't make any more episodes until September, <laughs> which, frankly, given my Tears of the Kingdom playing schedule, is fine by me. Um, yeah, you know, we'll just skip forward to September. Now, how about we record <laughs> this next episode as though it's September so that Johnny can use Mortal Kombat 1? Oh, perfect. Yeah, jo- we'll go pirate a soundtrack real quick. I'm sure Johnny knows somebody. And, you know, so next week's He's episode... He's with Ed Boon. <laughs> yes, exactly. Johnny Tobias well, over no, here. Well, no, Ed Boon is his uncle that works at Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We never revealed that Johnny was named Johnny after Johnny Cage, of course. <laughs> um, it's actually the opposite. Right. No, no, yeah, yeah, both are good stories. <laughs> he was he was named Johnny after Raiden. Yes. Um, but yeah, uh, so next week's episode, we will act as though it is September of 2023, and we will discuss sequel games. So, uh, if you happen to choose, I guess Street Fighter Six, you're valid. You know, because we will have all been playing it and loving it for months by then. Uh, same with Mortal Kombat 1. It's going to be a great game, uh, great year for fighting games, guys. Also, uh, also Tears of the Kingdom. Totally valid. So, you know, 
Uh, woe to the game that tuna that chooses it for the show. It's a you know long segment coming in, but we'll uh, we'll get through it. And guys, what a show it's been! Um, uh, another awesome game that tune redo in the books. Thank you to everybody watching live with us. We're live every Wednesday night. We're on Twitch. We're on YouTube. We're on Facebook. Search for Game That Tune. Thank you to everybody checking us out in podcast form. Our podcasts are out Tuesday mornings, GameThatTune.com, or anywhere that you get your podcasts. We appreciate you guys listening, reviewing, subscribing, all that stuff. Um, you know, just uh, check us out in podcast form. Share it with your friends. Yeah, we love you guys. Thank you to everybody checking out Patreon. Patreon.com slash GameThatTune. It's the home for awesome exclusives. We've got Game That Tune gems. We've got mixtapes. We've got covered up. We've got movie nights. We've got a uh, a lot of fun stuff in the works, and uh, you know, it's a new uh, it's a new month. Johnny, are we prepared to make the announcement of the new Patreon perk? I think at so. The ten, at the ten dollar level. Become a Game That Tune Radio VIP? Yeah. Johnny, let them know all about the new Patreon.com slash Game That Tune perk. So, at the $10 month level over on Patreon.com slash Game That Tune, you get access to GTTRadio.VIP, which gives you the ability to stream our entire Game That Tune music library and more. Um, including some uh, streams you can listen to for when you're, say, on the go, and you don't want to screw around trying to pull up the actual game that tune, you know, gtradio.com on your phone or whatever and have to deal with video and all that using an audio version. We got mm-hmm. that. Um, we've got, you know, the entire NES, Game Boy, Super NES libraries. We're adding more. Uh, it's something I'm working on. I'm working on getting all the OC Remix songs on there. Um, yeah, it's it's gonna be awesome. Mm-hmm. It's getting ridiculous. We've got a setup now, so you can um sync your GT Radio favorites list over into right to the VIP radio, so you can uh, listen to your favorites however you want. And yep. something I'm working on, and I'm not there yet, but I'm I'm working on making it so you can uh bring in the VIP songs as a VIP member. You can like request VIP songs on the radio. That'll be coming oh. soon. Yeah. yeah. See, now that's fun. A VIP being able to bring uh, non-normal radio music over to the radio. That's, yeah. a, that's a true VIP perk. Yes. Uh, in case it was not clear, in case the lead was too buried, uh, at the ten dollar tier on Patreon.com/slash/GameThatTune, GTTRadio.VIP, the entire Game That Tune radio catalog plus bonus music on demand. Uh, and streaming in radio form. It's a great option for mobile, uh, for on the go. I was driving, uh, you know, doing a, doing family trips for Memorial Day weekend, and the radio did not rely on video and was perfect the entire drive. Um, it really is a great thing that Johnny's working on and just a fantastic perk, and we hope you guys will check it out. Patreon.com slash Game That Tune. What? Aren't episodes of the podcast on there, too? It also has a podcast section. So, yes, there are episodes of the podcast. We're adding some other uh, Friends of the Show podcasts. You know, it's it's a really great all-in-one kind of music and streaming. It's a great listening uh, platform. You can do it via your, you know, uh, browser on your phone, browser on your computer. There's a couple of apps, uh, some of which are good. 
It's, uh, there's a lot of fun options there. If you like video game music on demand and you want to support us, the Game That Tune guys, then it's a, it's a great thing to check out. So we hope you guys will. Um, in the meantime, we want to give a special shout-out, of course, to our absurd fans on Patreon. Daniel Perky, Taylor Y, Sam L, Phoenix Tier 2121, Beast Pond, and The Kerrigan. All of them, obviously, by being absurd fans, are also GTT Radio VIPs that should uh, be enjoying as much video game music as possible. So, uh, great for them. Uh, there was no request tonight, so no thanks to the fans, but we love getting requests. <laughs> Make your requests at Discord. Make your requests at GameThatTune.club. You know, we take them for most episodes, and we love getting them, and we love uh, hearing from you guys. Uh, and that's going to do it for the show. So uh, we're going home with bonus tunes. And uh, it's, uh, it's a redo episode on which I presented a sequel. And I'm not a very clever man. I want to bring back the bonus tunes that I was going to use on my episode, which I featured Octopath Traveler 2. We're going home with some sexy cowboy himbo saxophone tunes. We're going home with Particio, the merchant's theme, from Octopath Traveler 2 and composer Yasunori Nishiki. Uh, we love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Go to Patreon, and uh, we'll see you next time. Peace out, everybody.
The Legend of Zelda The Wind Waker HD is copyright 2013 Nintendo of America Incorporated. No Man's Sky is copyright 2016 Hello Games. Octopath Traveler 2 is copyright 2023 Square Enix Company Limited. Sonic the Hedgehog is copyright 1991 Sega Games Company Limited. Sonic the Hedgehog 2 is copyright 1992 Sega Games Company Limited. Sonic the Hedgehog 3 is copyright 1994 Sega Games Company Limited. Oh, shit, 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 shit. Uh, Johnny, you should let me give trivia before you reveal the song that I don't think anybody needs to hear to guess this game correctly. Um, 